My name is Aaron Poor. In case we haven't met, I'm the associate pastor here at Journey Church. And uh, Pastor Sean asked me to speak this weekend. Now, we are not uh, finishing up today our series on the fruit of the Spirit. That's going to happen. Pastor Sean's going to wrap that up. And so I have a, a message today that is just a standalone, one-time, not connected to a series message. And this is kind of a unique thing for me uh, because it's not really like a standard message, sermon, whatever you want to call it. This is really more, I look at it as more of kind of a preparation time for something we're going to do today. And that's just kind of the way I'm thinking about it. So it, it kind of affects the way I uh, unpack it to you. So maybe you could kind of have the same uh, mindset and just have an attitude of expectation for the Holy Spirit to do something in here today, because he's going to do something. Amen. So uh, what I want to talk about is how you and I, we are containers. We contain things. We're carriers. We carry things. Each one of us in this room are carrying things right now. We brought things in here today. We carry things. And I'm not just talking about things in our pockets. I'm talking about inside of us. We carry things. We're containers. The Bible actually uses the word vessels. Vessels. 2 Timothy 2.21 says this. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Okay, so I actually don't have any videos today. So if you were expecting the video portion, I'm sorry to let you down, but I'm going to do my illustration in person today. So this right here is a pack. It's a, I'm calling it a day pack for the purposes of our, of our uh, time together today. And uh, this, this pack has a capacity, right? I mean, this pack can carry uh, so much weight. It can carry so many items, you know? If you had more items that you wanted to carry and take with you on your day, on your journey, uh, that wouldn't fit in this pack, then you'd have to make some choices, right? You'd have to choose, okay, well then what am I gonna take in my pack and what am I not gonna take in my pack? And so this, let this pack um, represent you, your, your ability to carry things. And I'm just gonna strap this on and carry it all day uh, until we learn how to let go of our burdens. And so it's gonna be a motivation for me to really do a good job and uh, help you see how to do that. So it is designed to carry certain things. It, that's its purpose, right? And so that's kind of your purpose too. You're designed to carry certain things. Now, whether or not you carry the right things is really the issue. Here's the deal. You woke up this morning, just like me, and we're, thinking, we're calling this a day pack because we're kind of thinking about this from, on a day-to-day -day basis. What are you doing each day? 
You woke up this morning just like me and you started putting things in your pack right away. Maybe before you even opened your eyes, you started. That's kind of how I work. I don't know about you guys. When I wake up, I'll, I'll, my mind will start working before I open my eyes. And I'll already start thinking. First thing I've got to do is remember what day it is, right? Oh, it's Sunday. Oh, I'm speaking today. And so then my mind has to start getting things in line, figuring out what's going to happen. Because when I open my eyes, I'm out of bed and we're off to the races, right? So before I even open my eyes, I'm, I'm putting things in my pack. I'm deciding what I'm going to carry with me. Um, and, you know, you could carry good things. You can put some bad things in your pack. Um, whatever it is you put in your pack, whether it's good or bad things, it's something you care about. It's something you care about. We carry our cares. That's what we carry, our cares. This is the weight in our pack, our cares. This is the weight that we shoulder. This is the burden we carry through the day, our cares, our fears, our past. We load these things up each day. Now, you might think, well, I've been carrying these things for so long. But here's the thing. God gave us this wonderful blessing of days, right? In Genesis, it talks about he separated the day from the night. The light from the darkness, the, you know, was one day. And the Bible talks about how God's mercy is new every morning, you know, and we can say what it says in the book of Psalms, this is the day the Lord has made. And so God has given us this separation of time where we wake up and we open our eyes and we have a fresh day. And so if you've been carrying this same weight for many years, you know why? It's because every morning you wake up and you put it in your pack. And so we decide what's going to go in there. And so these things, these heavy things, these fears, these cares, these, uh, the issues of our past, they're weights that can accumulate. So this is a little bit awkward because I have to hold a mic, I have to hold a pack, and I have to put weights in. So I have to do the job of three arms with two, so bear with me. But we start putting things in our pack. So like yesterday morning... I woke up, I'm just being transparent with you today. I'm really, I'm really good about staying away from things that get me worked up most of the time. And somehow, I don't even know how it was, I, I, there was an email or something like that that took me to a, an article and I, I ended up to, on an article that was talking about some political stuff and the political stuff just always gets my, my blood boiling. And so I read this article. It was a bad idea. So I ended up carrying around for part of the day this weight of frustration, anger, whatever you want to call it. Now you might wake up and you might have a weight that is a relationship that's gone sour or is ending or, or is, is a struggle. It might even just be a person at work that you just can't stand to be around. And every day you've got to go in and be with this person. You wake up and it's like, oh man, just another day. And then this weight goes in your pack. Or maybe a big one is this. 
Maybe you went to the doctor to get checked out. Many people have had this happen. And the doctor says, well, I'm concerned about something. I don't know what it is, but I want to tell you all of the worst possible scenarios it could be. And so what I want to do, without me telling you any more about what I really think about it, I want you to go to a diagnostic clinic and get a test. That's, that, you know, that appointment is three weeks from now. And then uh, after you've gotten the test, come back here three weeks after that, and we'll sit down and talk about the results. And so every day you wake up with this nagging anxiety or fear about what if, and this is a heavier one, and you put it in your pack. And then with all this stuff in your pack, uh, you shoulder it and you go start your day. And so people talk about the weight of the world on our shoulders. You know, it's more accurate to say the weight of my world on my shoulders. And so I have to be really, like I said, I want to be totally transparent with you and, and tell you I really feel like I'm a uh, seasoned expert in this area because I think God has uh, taken me to this class and I've failed it multiple times and then repeated the class. And I'm actually getting to the place now where I'm getting a passing grade, and so I'm very encouraged about that. But it took me a couple times to understand what was happening when I was loading my pack with cares. So back in, uh, we had this whole series, this chain of events that happened in our family back in 2008, 2009, December of 2008. Our daughter Kayla, who I think was seven at the time, um, came down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a brief. I could, I could make this a super long story. Let's just kind of hit the high points. She came down with pneumonia and uh, took her to the ER. They sent us home, you know, gave us the prescription uh, for her to take. It didn't help. She got worse. We ended up in Children's Mercy for a week. And the first half of that time there was really stressful because they couldn't figure out how to get ahead of it, right? So even though we were in the hospital and they were trying all these different antibiotics, uh, they, they just couldn't get ahead of it and it was getting worse, you know? So you're like, well, now we're at the hospital. Where do you even go from here? And, you know, of course we're praying, you know, we're speaking, uh, you know, the life of God and all that stuff. We're doing all those things, but... Uh, the first little half of time we were there, it was, it was stressful. And so we got to the end of that. Everything ended up being okay. They sent us home. Three weeks later, uh, Sarah, my wife, on the way home from Walmart, uh, I was driving, fortunately, uh, she just passed out. And um, we were almost home, so we got home. I, I got her in the house, couldn't wake her up. And um, her uncle was a paramedic. So he came right over to the house, and long story short, an ambulance came, took her to the hospital. She was there for a week, and I just sat there with her for a week, and, you know, watching them roll her in and out of the room for this kind of test and that kind of test. That ended up being okay, and we ended up going home. And then a few weeks after that, she was driving uh, our van with our three-year-old in the van, and she blacked out 
and totaled the van with the three-year-old. And this happened, she was up in St. Joe, I was down in Kansas City, I got a phone call, there's, there's been a wreck, your wife, your little girl were in the wreck, the van was totaled, we have no idea what their condition is. And so I'm just like a rocket ship from Kansas City back up to St. Joe, and uh, it was okay. All of these situations turned out okay. But after about three months of these things, just kind of evenly spaced out, um, strange things started to happen with me. And uh, I, at the time, I had gone back to school to get an education degree. And so I would show up in the morning, and then you'd walk all the way across campus to different buildings. And I started realizing that I could only walk about this fast. And I couldn't walk any faster than that. And my brain's going crazy because I'm like, what is going on? Speed it up. What's happening here? And I could walk. And anytime I found a place to sit down, I had to sit down and rest. And I, my mind had no clue what was going on because it didn't make any sense. I wasn't that out of shape or anything like that. And then I started having, I had my first ever in my whole life. I've always been a fairly laid back person. And I had my first ever panic attack sitting in a class. And it's the strangest experience, maybe one of the strangest experiences I ever had. I'm just sitting there taking notes, just like normal. And there's this rising feeling inside of me. Something terrible is going to happen. Something terrible is going to happen. Something, and my brain's like, relax. Nothing terrible is going to happen. But this other feeling just kept getting more and more intense. And I had to leave. And I, I didn't, I left my books there at the desk and everything. And I just left. And I just was so confused with what is happening. So, you know, I prayed about it, took it to God. And I also did a little bit of research. And what I found out was that each one of us can handle so much stress. And when we pass a certain point of stress, uh, remember, these bags have a certain capacity, right? You can wish that you could put 700 pounds in this bag, and you could wish it all day long. But the, the fact is, it's not going to hold that much weight. And so we have, as containers, a capacity of how much stress we can carry on our own shoulders. That's key. And when you get past that amount, when you get past that limit of your capacity, that stress begins to manifest itself physically in some way or another in your body. Now, it might be different the way it does for different people. Some people might have a heart problem. Some people might have extreme fatigue. Some uh, people might have a seizure or something. But it starts to manifest. And I realized that that's what was happening. And I realized something else, that even though I had all this head knowledge about cast your cares on Jesus, be anxious for nothing, in all things make your bread, trust the Lord, that there was an ignorance in my heart about what that really means, about how to really live that and not have it just be academic information that I learned in a sermon. So there's a big difference between you hearing me say this right now and the Holy Spirit revealing it to your heart. 
So I, I kind of woke up in that way, and I started learning how to give these things to God and, uh, and not carry so much weight all by myself on my own shoulders like I was somehow able to do that. Now, I told you I failed the class multiple times. There was another time in 2017 that was in, in some ways even more strange than the first situation. And uh, at that point, the ignorance of this issue was, was fixed. But there was another problem. So we were leading worship on a Sunday morning. I was standing right up here. We were halfway through a song, and I could not sing another word. It just, my voice stopped. And it wasn't laryngitis. It wasn't a cold. I wasn't having allergy problems. There wasn't anything physically wrong with me. I just couldn't make another sound. Really weird, right? It, trust me, it was really weird for me. And I didn't have any clue what was going on. I just knew when I opened my mouth, no sound came out. And so fortunately, Kelsey was up on stage. She finished the service for me. But then the problem was that the following weekend, I was supposed to speak. Pastor Sean wanted me to speak. And so I went home that night really stressed out because it's like, if I can't finish one song, how am I going to stand up here and speak for the customary 15 to 17 minutes that I always speak at church? <laughs> Why is everybody laughing? But I was really, I was really concerned about that because... Uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know why I can't sing or, you know. Uh, I mean, I could talk to people after the service, but just being up here and doing that, I just, it wouldn't, it stopped working. And so on Tuesday of that week, I came in here to the building. There was nobody else in that day. And I just paced around the building and prayed. And I asked God, God, what, what is this? What is wrong? And I heard God speak to me. Now, I did not hear an audible voice, but it may as well have been an audible voice because I heard word for word exactly in real time the, the voice of God speak to me. And he said, and I rushed back to my office and I, and I wrote this all down on paper. He said, everything you have done for me up to this point has been in your own strength. But if you want to go where I want you to go, you are going to have to learn how to rely on my strength. And that began a two and a half month long process of going back into the woods behind my house for hours and hours a day and learning how to trust God in that way again. It took a long time. I had a lot of mindsets, a lot of ways of thinking that I had to unlearn and I had to go back to a fundamental foundational place of trust. And I had, to, I had to weed out lots of religious thinking, lots of, I've got this, I can handle this. And so, and I'm going to say this too, I'm still, I'm still in this class. I'm still learning about this. I'm getting, a, I'm getting better grades these days, but I'm still learning. And I still have days where I load this pack up with things that don't belong in there. So if we are being obedient to the words of Jesus, we are casting our cares on him, which means that we're free of cares. 
which means that we are carefree, right? And now, let me tell, let me tell you this. Because I told you we are designed, we're designed to be a container. We are designed to carry things. But there's a difference between cares and responsibilities. There's a distinction between those two things. What I'm, what I'm saying here is Jesus didn't say, cast your responsibilities on me. No, he said, cast your cares on me. How do you, how do you figure that out? Well, if you're a farmer, a responsibility is put seed in the ground. But a care would be worrying about whether or not it's going to rain. So there's a difference between cares and responsibilities. Uh, there's enough room in your pack for the responsibilities that you have. God designed it that way. God gave you a capacity for those things. But what happens is we have those things in our pack, and then we try to cram all these cares in there too. And there is not room for those things. Uh, and that's why Jesus says, don't do that. So when you don't cast your cares on Jesus, then you're using the strength, the focus, and the energy that was supposed to go to your responsibilities and you're spending it on cares. And then, you, and then while you, when you're fatigued and you're worn out and you're burnt out from all these cares you've been carrying all day, and then it's time to carry out a responsibility, you got nothing left. And then that becomes a new care. Oh, I can't do it. I'm, I'm not able to do it. I'm failing. I'm dropping the ball. So if you're acting in your own strength rather than abiding with Jesus, uh, that could be one reason why you feel fatigued, weighed down with all these cares. Or if you're carrying things that God has already told you to give to him, that might be why you feel fatigued, weighed down, and burned out. Why do you think if there's something that God said, I'll carry that, why do you think you have the ability to carry that thing? Why would I think that? But I have in the past. We all do it. So there are things we need to take out of here and cast at Jesus' feet. So number one, let's see if I can get some of this weight out of here. We have to cast our cares on Jesus. I've been talking about cares all morning. Let's get something out of here. Oh, it's not the heavy one. That's all right. We'll get the heavy one out. So we got to take our cares out and cast them at the feet of Jesus. 1 Peter 5, 6, 8. You knew I was going to read this one. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Now, the verse right before that, 1 Peter 5, 5, is the verse that says that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting your cares upon him. So there's, there's a connection between the ability to cast cares at Jesus' feet and walk in humility. Carrying around a full pack of cares comes from either two issues, and I've really already outlined them with, 
my own life. But it's either an issue of ignorance, and when I say ignorance, I just mean you just don't know. You don't know what you don't know, you know? Uh, it's either an issue of ignorance or it's an issue of pride. It's one of those two things. So if you're carrying around a lot of cares and you're, say, and you're saying, yeah, that's me, I'm carrying a lot of weight, a lot of burden, a lot of cares, it's either because you just don't know that you're not supposed to carry those things and Jesus is standing right there saying, please give me that. Or you are in pride and you're saying, I can handle this, I got this. Either way, that's, that's gonna be the explanation, the reason. So my first time around, back in 2008, 2009, it was because of ignorance. Because even though I had head knowledge, it had never really clicked what living life looked like when I applied that knowledge. My second time around, it was because of pride. Because I believed I can do this. I can serve God. I've got what it takes on my own to do good things for God. And whatever he tells me to do, I can do it. Thanks for the help, God. I got this. I can do it. That's where I was at. And I had to literally slam into a brick wall to, real, to get my head working right, to realize uh, that I can't handle it, and I don't have this. So to cast your cares on God requires humility. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, Come to me, all who, are, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Heavy laden. And I'm... I'm thinking most of us in this room, in one way or another, for one reason or another, are heavy laden. Jesus continues in, in verse 29. He says, Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. This statement from Jesus became so much more real to me when I understood the analogy that he was using. You know, in those days... What would happen is if you would have a team of oxen that would do work for you, right? If you had to pull a plow, then you would yoke up oxen to the plow, and the yoke was the thing, the harness that went around their neck to pull the plow. Well, if you got a, a new ox that was young and had not done that kind of work before, didn't know what to do, was kind of wild, what you would do is instead of connecting him to the load, you would connect him to an older, stronger experienced ox. He would just yoke, be yoked to that ox. And he would start off not pulling any load. He would just learn to walk with the older, stronger ox. That's the analogy Jesus is using when he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Jesus is saying, all of this stuff that you're trying to carry, give it to me and just yoke yourself to me and walk with me and learn from me. It's so much easier. Listen to how it says it in the message version. Matthew 11, 29 through 30. And just take this as a question Jesus is asking directly to you right now. Are you tired worn out, burned out on religion. Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. 
Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. we got to understand that's the open invitation from Jesus to us. And it's applicable every morning when we wake up. And we should be taking him up on that every day. Now, one of the biggest weights we can carry is the fear of the future. Let's get another one of these things out of here. Oh, this is the heavier one. That's good. So, we take the fear of the future, we cast it on Jesus. And, you know, your fear is really always related to the future. Because you're not afraid of something that's actively happening right now in the present. You're dealing with it in some way or not dealing with it, but it's happening now. Your fear is about the what if. What if this happens? What if, what if I hear this? What if, what if this goes down this certain way? Your fear is related to something that has not happened yet. Matthew 6, 10 through 11, Jesus is teaching people how to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. This day. This day. That's one of the most powerful. Those are, those are some of the most powerful two words in that whole thing we call the Lord's Prayer. And they don't sound as holy or, or religious or whatever you want to say as some of the others do. But the reason they're so powerful is Jesus is telling us plainly right then and there, I want you to approach this every day. Which means, going back to what I was talking about earlier, I want you to look at your life in day-length sections. So, fear, really, the presence of fear in your life is the absence of trust. That's what it is. So here's the question. Can you trust God with this day? This day. Today. Can you think about the rest of this day and say, God, I'm just thinking about today, and Lord, for, and today I trust you. Can you trust God with one day? Because that's what he's asking. In the same chapter, if you drop down to verse 34, it says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And again, I want to look at that in the message. So in the message version, it says, Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Can you trust God to take care of you for one day? One day. That's really all you need to do. Because tomorrow, when you wake up, you trust him to take care of you for that day. And then... Tuesday morning, when you wake up, you trust him for that day. And the beautiful thing that happens there is after you've done that for a week or so, you realize, oh, I have a relationship with God. <laughs> Every day I'm waking up 
and I'm trusting him for this day. And you're not just walking into a church on a Sunday and singing some songs and listening to a sermon, but you're actually interacting with God every day. And you're trusting him with your fears every day. You trust him with all your heart. So, so many times, and we did it right in the, in the tail end of worship, we quote Proverbs 3, 5, trust the Lord with all your heart, don't lean on your own understanding. That's what this is. We trust him with all our heart. It's not bad to have understanding, we just don't lean on it. And the presence of fear and anxiety and worry in our life is evidence that we're leaning on our understanding. What does Google say? What, what, I mean, my toe hurts. Google says it's a brain tumor. And so we're not leaning on our own understanding. We know that there's something going on, but we have entrusted it to the Lord. That's how we cast our fear. Now, uh, the last thing that we're going to cast is our past. We cast our past. That's the easiest one to remember, of course, because it rhymes. So God knows what you went through. He was there, and God wants to heal you. Your past should not, and I know this is easier said than done, but your past should not have influence over your present. It shouldn't. It may, but it shouldn't. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And then Philippians 3, 12 through 14 says this, Paul's saying this. He says, not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it known because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There may be things in your past. What this is saying is, I may have things in my past, I'm just not oriented that direction anymore. I'm aimed this direction now. I'm moving this way. And old things have passed away, all things have become new. At our Tuesday night prayer gathering this last week, uh, and by the way, we have a Tuesday night prayer gathering at seven o'clock in Auditorium 2 every week. It's really incredible. You should be there. Uh, Pastor Sean got up and shared that when you release things to God, really what it means is these are areas of your life where Jesus has not been made Lord. And so when you're releasing something to the Lord, you're making him the Lord over those things. Well, I'm so worried about this thing that's going to happen. Make him Lord over that. Well, I just can't get over this relationship that this thing, make him Lord over that. So we release these things in our past. We cast out the weight of our past, and it will set us free. Now, why do we do this? Why do we need to empty our pack of cares, fears, and the past? I mean, one obvious reason is it makes life a whole lot more enjoyable. 
But the real reason, the bigger reason, Hebrews 12.1 says, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely, and let's run with endurance the race that's set before us. We have a purpose. We have a reason for life. And these things in our pack weigh us down. Now, we're going to close this service, um, and I want the band to go ahead and come back up. And we're going to close this service by doing something and taking a step. And this is how we're going to wrap things up. Uh, you noticed when you came in, there was a three-by-five card on your chair. You may have also noticed that we have communion elements set out. Here's how we're going to do this. Um, as the band begins to play this song, I want you to take just a second and ask God, uh, what do you need to take out of your pack? What do you need to release to him? And then I want you to write that thing or those things on that card and just fold it in half. And when you've done that, come up here um, and leave that card in one of these baskets and get your communion elements and go back to your seat and you're gonna take communion there. Uh, you'll see cards up here already from last night's service. Um, if you've not taken communion before or you've not done it by yourself, it's very simple. You're just gonna pray. You're gonna take the wafer out. You're gonna thank Jesus for giving his body for you. By his stripes, you're healed. You're gonna drink that juice in an attitude of prayer. You're going to thank Jesus uh, for the blood of Jesus that brought us into relationship and connection with him. That's taking communion in a nutshell. And so let's do this now. I wanna pray over you and Ask the Holy Spirit what to write on these cards. Bring them up here and get your communion. Father, thank you, God, that you don't desire for us to carry these weights. You want them to be released to you. And so, God, right now, we ask you that you, by your Holy Spirit, reveal to us, whether it's a care, a fear, or something from our past, what we need to release to you today. And Lord, we decide right now that we will do it.